But I'm not necessarily choosing to complain. <laughs> Do you want to complain, Rachel? You know me. So yes, that means yeah, yes. Yeah. Did you want? I think I do. Yeah. Okay. Lay it on me. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm here in my $20,000 prom dress. Fuck yeah, you are. <clears throat> looking Vintage. like a mil- looking like a new kidney. <laughs> Your old pal, Pat. <laughs> that dress was kind of kidney colored. It was kind of kidney colored now yeah. that you say it. Yeah. I guess now that I say it, not now that you say it. Yeah, yeah. Your old pal, Pat, here. Degrassi, next everything, para- more podcast. What? <laughs> Jesus. Paramore. Paramore. It's close. Somebody was like, posted this uh, clip of Olivia Rodrigo, who I stan, obviously. <clears throat> I'm an old person. Apparently, we're not supposed to like, like Olivia Rodrigo, so apologies. Apologies, <laughs> all the Gen Z that I'm offending by being an old person who likes uh, cool songs. But somebody posted a video of Olivia Rodrigo, and it was, and they were being derisive about it. Mm-hmm. And, they, and it was, uh, it was a clip of her singing the song. Uh, greatest all-American bitch, or maybe it's just mm-hmm. called all-American bitch. I don't remember. And there's a moment in the song where she screams. She like just straight up screams. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I love it. I think it sounds great. But they were saying, can you believe that this is Gen Z's version of uh, Avril Lavigne and Haley from Paramore? Come on, like so bad, right? And then everybody was like, you have uh, some serious fucking nostalgia goggles on for how good Avril Lavigne was. <laughs> sorry, I'm very sorry to uh... our dear friend, our dear broomhead out there, Allison Silverman, who loves Avril Lavigne. We all love Avril Lavigne, but Olivia Rodrigo's great and she can exist in the world of Avril Lavigne and Haley from Paramore. Yes, exactly. How you doing there, my old pal, Rach? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I had to turn my air conditioner off because it interferes with the sound of the podcast. Aww. So you can see my glasses are already fogging oh, up. Oh my goodness. It's too hot. It's, it's too hot it's for hot September. It's hot out here. It's hot. It's hot out here. Oh, I, it's getting hot in here. I was up in New York for work uh thursday and friday when it was like 95 degrees i just the worst like, days oh, the worst the, you don't like people don't know if they don't live in new york that new york in the summer is the fucking worst it smells like trash it's full of roaches yeah. you just don't want to be out and about and i just was so sweaty and all of the and it smelled like trash saw a lot of roaches mm-hmm. almost stepped in some yep. dog poop on my way to work sure, um you know it's just terrible new york new york <laughs> The best place, best city in the world, though. Come on, we gotta get it. I was, I went to an Orioles game last night, and there was a guy outside when we were leaving who was playing New York, New York, and some guy yelled at him. They're like, "Hey, pl- don't play a New York song. We fucking hate New York." And then it was like he was playing, but it was because it was September 11th. He was playing New York, New York. So then the other guy felt bad about it. <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> I can't even handle this. This is just like beautiful. So best street interaction to witness. So the guy who was mad initially 
When he was informed that, dude, I'm playing this because it's fucking 9-11, his reaction was what? He kind of just, you uh, just kind of brushed it off. <laughs> I can't, I can imagine. He, he didn't say like, like, never forget or anything like that. I'm sure. But I feel like I would be like, oh my God, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. New York sucks, but 9-11 was a drag. Like I would yeah. say something. <laughs> I would at least acknowledge that I fucked up. Yeah, though. yeah. I definitely fucked up. I bet you he took that home with him, though. I yeah. bet you he when he when he closed his eyes on the pillow yeah. that night, he was probably like, "Oh man, I shouldn't have said the New York thing." <laughs> it was a guy playing trumpet. He was playing to a track, and then what happened was then the song ended, and he stood there with like his hand on his chest, and then the track turned into George W. Bush talking about what happened. <laughs> Well, now I'm out. So now, now I'm now I'm on the other guy's side, and I I'm from New York, born and raised, and now I'm on the other guy's side. Yep. You know who has the fucking worst version of New York, New York? You know who? Frank Sinatra. Oh, blue eyes. Best version, of course, the great and wonderful Liza Minnelli. Oh boy! Wow. All right. Well, that was that was a great story. Yeah. So happy September twelfth. Yeah, we're recording this on September 12th. You won't hear it until October no, 35th. No. Uh, speaking speaking of which, I was going through some of my ticket stubs earlier looking for one of my t- old ticket stubs, and I found my Jimmy Eat World ticket stub from September 8th, 2001 from Bleed wow, American when it was Bleed still American Bleed American. Tour. Yeah. So that comes out when? That comes out before That 9/11. came out in like... July or August, maybe September. And then after 9-11, they had to recall it. Yeah, and they named and it And just call it Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. I have it also as Bleed America. I do too, Cause yeah. Because we're, we're real heads. We're yeah. real heads. Loved, we were there. the Jimmy Eat World. Did not go see we them like two there. weeks ago when they were touring, but also not going to see them touring with Fall Out Boy next year because I don't give a shit about Fall Out Boy. <laughs> I got to tell you, Fall Out Boy stinks. And you know me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I am, <laughs> I a, am a, I'm easy. Mm-hmm. And there's probably some broom heads who are like, I'm surprised mm-hmm. Pat doesn't like Fall Out Boy. Well, they stink, so mm-hmm. it's hard to like a band that stinks. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind, like, I chimed in, that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that album, that whole album, which that's, was the popular album. That's Panic at the Disco. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It was. I'm talking similar <laughs> time period though. A lot of fast talking in songs. I'm glad you I'm glad you caught it because otherwise the broom heads would, they have, would have been, have been like, screaming. This What's this fucking guy having a seizure on the ear? A lot of fob um, heads and a lot of pad heads. <laughs> I hate pa- it's funny too because I don't I also don't I think Panic at the Disco stinks too. Yeah. And I also don't really like having you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door. So I don't know why I went there. Anyway, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Dance, dance, falling apart at halftime. That's yeah. what I was trying to do. Yes. I like that album from Under the Cork Tree. Yeah. I think there's good songs up and down that album. And then I think there's like a couple after that, like not albums, but songs that like I fuck with maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't really think of. Mm-hmm. But they break up and then they like get back together and reemerge as the worst band that existed in human history. Mm-hmm. All of the post, I mean, and I'm not saying the pre breakup stuff is great. Mm-hmm. I think from under the cork tree is good. I think there's a couple of things here and there, but they come back as 
honestly, like, what are they even doing? It's like electro clash, pop punk mm-hmm. whining. It's the worst music I've ever heard in my life. I hate Fall Out Boys. Sorry, fan- sorry guys. If you love them, God bless. The old Fobbies. I would just love to have a conversation with someone who's like, you know what? The old stuff doesn't do it for me, but I really like the post breakup <laughs> shit. And there are people like that because yeah. that stuff is popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I chimed in. Wrong band. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. I I saw Panic at the Disco at least once, um, and they they do put on a good show. But I haven't seen them since two thousand six. I took Adrian and I took my cousin's kids to see. Because they love Weezer. Mm. My and friend's took- kid loves Weezer, and they were going to try to see them this summer for his first concert. They did not. Oh. They couldn't go because it was my um, it was my friend's sister's rehearsal dinner, so they couldn't. It was same night, so they couldn't take him. That makes sense. Yeah, but we took them to see Weezer, and then pa- it was Weezer and Panic at the Disco. Mm. It was a dual dual show. Interesting so combo. See- Panic at the Disco, you're right in that they are a, um, they put on a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that guy is a theater kid, man. Oh. Full bore. Oh, yeah. So theater. Full on so, jazz hands everywhere he goes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I kind of dug. Yeah. But I didn't really know the songs outside of, uh, I chimed the in. classic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I chimed in, haven't you people ever heard of Closing the Goddamn Door? Yeah. But we're not here to talk about closing the goddamn door. Nope. We're not here to talk about Fallout Boy. We're not here to talk about Olivia Rodrigo, though I would love to just stay mm-hmm. here all day and make all of the people who think that I'm not allowed to listen to Olivia Rodrigo mad. Mm-hmm. Why not? No good. Come on. Fuck it. It's fine. That's a reference for all the, the heads that know. Rachel doesn't even fucking know. She's not listening to Olivia Rodrigo. She's too classy. You know who Rachel's going to see this week? Spoon again. <laughs> Spoon can't fucking come by Rachel within sniffing distance of Rachel. She's like, I'm going. You, like, how much does Spoon tour? But I guess that's the only way you make money as a musician these days. So you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> this band is gigging. They are that's gigging. They, gigging. I mean, they are just touring and touring and touring. I can see them twice in a year easily. The thing about Spoon, and we've probably talked about this in the past, is that they're still fucking like the yeah. new the new Spoon music mm-hmm. is good i like the new spoon music i like the old spoon music great they play a nice mix of all of it i can't complain they put on a good show it's nice to have a legacy band who's still putting out stuff that is worth hearing yeah Even that if doesn't it's not, happen it's not, a lot right it's not going to be your actually we're going to talk about a band who does just that in yeah. a little while but um it's it's not like it's not going to be your favorite album, probably because yeah. you have so much close attachments to the things mm-hmm. when you were younger. But they're still putting out good music, so enjoy Spoon. But we're not here yeah. to talk about. Oh Spoon. yeah, and I'm also going to go see Death Cab just to see the album from 20 years ago that I want to hear, and not anything since then. I need you so much closer, <laughs> so come on. Oh my God, that moment! I just sang that so badly. So come on, you know, because I don't sing good. <laughs> and I almost got goosebumps from my own horrible go. singing of go. that. That is how I can't imagine, like, not crying mm-hmm. or just, like, giving in and mm-hmm. putting your arms up and so come on. I, I saw them twice on that tour. I saw them in 2003 with Mates of State. And oh, then I God. saw them in early 2004 with Ben Queller. 
Oh my God, Sha Sha, <laughs> fucking Ben Queller. Ben, ben Queller is like Ben Queller is still kicking around. I think is he still gigging? I think he is. Mm-hmm. Is he like us? That's Ben Lee, who's Australian. Yeah, Ben. Ben, ben Lee Queller. was the one who was married to Claire Danes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm getting them confused right now. I definitely found two Ben Queller ticket stubs in there, and I was like, I liked Ben Queller enough to go see him <laughs> twice. <laughs> fucking love Ben Queller. <laughs> but I also, that was when I used to get free tickets to things a lot. So I think that I also probably just had them. Oh yeah, that guy. Sorry, I just looked There was up. a Ben Queller <laughs> album called Sha Sha that I liked. Mm-hmm. Isn't he brushing his teeth on the cover? Maybe. I haven't gotten that far. I don't, Where's the um, album covers? Death Cab, so good. I remember so vividly like listening to that in a disc man on the train. I like nice. can remember being on the subway listening to that the title track transatlanticism so come on Mm -hmm. and like just being like oh my god what it doesn't get better than this yeah he is is brushing his teeth on the cover you're right is it called sha sha it is 2002 i um i remember i remember i used to have to put my disc man like upright in my pocket and hope that it wouldn't like stop playing and i remember listening to modest mouse a lot that way (laughs) Same, same. Modest Mouse was a big in my disc man. Album. Big in my disc man album. And I loved Modest <laughs> Mouse from like Lonesome Crowded West. Mm-hmm. But I, I gotta tell you, good news for people who like bad news was in that disc man. A oh, lot. that's the one that I was definitely in there a lot. I think a lot of the earlier Modest Mouse I actually got from friends as like ripped MP3s because I was that like found sense. out about it from my friends in high school. Found out about from my friends in high school. Oh, but like I was in early college when that um, good news for people who love bad news came out. And I remember walking in the rain with my disc man in my pocket in the spring listening to that so clearly. Great album, great songs. Float on as a bop. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I know people are going to be not, like, not Float my on favorite, but it's a bop. No. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to be like, it's yeah, like the middle. You don't like the middle. Yeah, the middle fucking sucks. No, it doesn't. It's a great song. <laughs> it sucks in the because you've heard it so many times, and that it like is ubiquitous, and it's in. Like, I don't know. Your son and I agree about what the best Jimmy Eat World songs are, so maybe I, we're just in a different league. For context, <laughs> Max was off. It was between school and camp. And so Max has a, I, I play songs mostly in the car. And if he likes them, he tells me, can you put them on my list? And I have a playlist that I, uh, I keep and I put whatever songs, not, you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forget, but most of the time I put them on. And so actually, do you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I have another one. So anyway, I played Bleed American, the great mm-hmm. Jimmy Eat World album, Bleed American, from front to back in the house while we were playing games and stuff. And I told Rachel that he asked me to put two songs on his list. Two, only two. And I asked her to guess what they were. And she pretty much guessed them correctly after I gave some hints, which were needed. Yeah, yeah. He picked Bleed American. And I think that that Get It Faster is funny that he picked that. Oh, I love that song. I love it too. Mm-hmm. But it is a very deep cut. It and is, he didn't pick is. the middle, but he was singing along to the middle. Like once he got to the chorus, like the third time, he kind of knew it. And he was, I think he, he was like pretty distracted by um, the game that we were playing, which is an inappropriate board game that I play with him mm-hmm. <laughs> called Mixtape Massacre. That's a horror game <laughs> that he should not play, but we play it because what the fuck are you going to do? So Rachel, I also played for him. 
not for him. I just put it on because I was like, what's something that I kind of like or like that I think would go over? And I put on The Color and the Shape, one of your favorites. Yeah. Oh, that is a good one. And the caveat to this is Everlong is already on his list because he hears it in the car on lithium. Okay. So and that is he, the fucking best. I know. It's your favorite song. Mm-hmm. He picked one song. He asked me to play, to put one song on his list. From the cover Do you care to venture a guess? Let From me, I just want to quickly look at the track list because I don't remember what's on it. I haven't listened to it in a while. It's not Monkey Wrench. That'd be too obvious. No, 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 no. Walking After You? Nope. Good guess. Good guess. Good guess. I think that one of my favorite songs on that is Hey Johnny Park. That's the fucking song. We are the same person. Your son and I like this, have the same taste in music. How does he that- feel about Olivia Rodrigo? Because that might tell me how I feel about it. He likes it. Okay. He likes okay. it. Does he like the songs that you mentioned? He likes, uh, he really likes Bad Idea, right? Everyone mm-hmm. in my house is, I should probably, probably not. I should probably, probably mm-hmm. not. We've been doing it. We've been doing it a lot. Even B has been getting in on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck it. It's fine. I just like let them sit here. Fuck. I don't care. It's okay. As long as they don't say it in school, it's fine. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo. She's the best. I'm not allowed to like her, though. As you've said. So, But we're not here to talk about any of these things. Mm-mm. The myriad things that I've already said we're not here to talk about. And plus, all and then we, the we spend another 10 minutes talking about things and then we're Other back things. to it. Yeah, yeah. We're here to talk about Degrassi. Shelly Scarrow's back in the, in the old writer's <gasps> I know, uh, Shelly Scarrow writing. Ooh. I was like, Shelly, you're really pulling out all the stops here. Um, Degra- more specific- a, a Scarrow more joint, as it's better known. <laughs> the Scarrow joint. More specifically, we're here to talk about Degrassi episodes 1118 and 1119. They're the 18th and the 19th episodes of the 11th season. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are chronologically the 248th and 249th episode, I guess. Mm -hmm. But because of all the two-parters, we're at 179. The name of the episode is Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside is a killer song. Mm -hmm. Play it on me, Rach. What's your favorite song? I don't really like the killers very much. Do you? I I was going to finish. I was going to do a thing. I was going to say Las Vegas' favorite Mormons. (laughs) Las Vegas' favorite Mormons, indeed. The Killers. Um, Yeah, I never really got into them that much. Um, So I know the singles. I... Uh, once went to a taping of later with Jules Holland and Brandon sure. Flowers was a uh, solo artist was one of the performers. The only other performer that I remember was Scissor Sisters. Um, but that was a really fun thing to go to. Ooh, Scissor Sisters were Yeah, great. it was a great, and there had to have been like at least two other people. But if you go find that later with Jules Holland, I was there. You can see me probably in the audience. And I cannot remember which friend of mine I brought with me. So it might have been my friend Jamie. Um, Do you know that like I haven't thought of the Scissor Sisters or the song Take Your Mama Out until for a very long time. And now I want to stop this dead in its tracks and I want to go listen. That song is so they Good. were very anyway. fun. Brandon Flowers was doing solo stuff then, which was fine, but like it wasn't amazing or anything like that. Um, our our friend Billy, um, I remember when the Killers were a thing. He used to sing "Smile Like You Mean It" as 
uh, Smile Like Your Penis, which isn't even that good, but I cannot hear that song any differently now. Like, it's just, that's what it that is song good. is. <laughs> it, honestly, you know what? I gotta, I, I beg to differ. It is. And I mean, he must smile have. Like when, that was like 2004 or something. And still to this day, 20 years later, I every time I hear that song, that's how I sing it. <laughs> so I hope you all will now sing it that way too. Oh my God, that's good. And I and if you know Billy, it makes it and which I do. It makes it, makes it better. It, it makes it better. Rest in peace. Just kidding. He's not dead. He's not dead. Um Yeah, I feel like out Smile of the singles like your penis. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. It's so that's stupid. Why. That's why it's funny. And it's like I just remember there was like I don't know, I I guess I must have because I used to go to visit like, you know every couple months or something. And there must've been like one weekend that I came to visit where that was the joke the whole weekend. And it's just still years later. That's, that's all that's I can think I of. It. Um, Ooh, I love it. Yeah. So I only really know the singles. Um, and I, I think that, uh, somebody told me is kind of like a fun song, but it's also kind of lame at the same time. But I, I don't know. I think maybe I will go with, um, do you hate somebody told me because it reminds you of Blur's Boys Boys and Girls? You're like, That's it feels such a, a little bit song. of a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, it is. It I is. Think it yeah, is. it feels like a ripoff. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, when we were young. That's a great song. It is a really good song. So I think that that's why it's a fair choice for this uh, this situation. I don't like Mr. Brightside at all. I like Mr. Brightside. I think Mr. Brightside's a fun song. Mm-hmm. Did you like Mr. Brightside in 2004? I mean, I maybe was like okay with it, but I have some friends who like really liked the Killers, and I never understood why. Um, I made a joke earlier, and I didn't even—I wasn't even thinking of this. Mm-hmm. But I made a joke earlier. About was it how smile like, like your penis? No, I wish I've never made a joke that good in my life. <laughs> <laughs> God bless Billy. I've never made it. I've never ever said anything funnier than that. Um, earlier, I don't even know if I made a joke, but I made a comment about how there's nobody in the world, or there are people in the world, but I'd like to meet them who talk about how much they like the fallout boy stuff post, um, breakup. Mm -hmm. The killers never broke up, but the killers made some really big albums. They made three huge albums. They made Mm -hmm. hot fuss, Sam's Town, and then that one with that awful song that was like, "Are we human? Oh God, are we dancer?" Which I mean, is like, what? Are you, yeah, I did that song. I can't stand. I think that might be why I have such a bad association with the Killers is because of that fucking song. And then over the last, and then the Killers were just the Killers, mm-hmm. and then over the last three or four years, the Killers have put out two albums that I think are monumentally great albums okay that i listen to like all the time uh imploding the mirage in 2021 oh wait no that was was that 2021 imploding the mirage was like 2020 i think or 2019 and then pressure machine which Mm -hmm. was 2021 or 2022 i don't remember i love these albums deeply i think they're so good they're like They lean so hard into like the Springsteen of it all. They're just like a legacy band who are making the best records of their career. I think that one of the most embarrassing, horrible things in recorded music is 
I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. I got soul, but that to me, like almost negates all of the goodwill they have done since uh, in their latter career. Mm-hmm. I really love them. I don't love that early stuff. I, Mr. Brightside, I do think is a good song. Mm-hmm. I think somebody told me it's a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Samstown is a great, not Samstown. What did you pick? When we were young. When we were young. When We Were Young is probably the masterpiece song. So from, if we're picking, Yeah, from that time period, I If think. we're picking songs, I do think that that's probably like the best and mm-hmm. my favorite song. But I'm telling you right now, if you're sleeping on the latter portion of the killer's career, these last two albums are great. And they are, they are like the Sam's Town of it all, but almost like more earnest mm-hmm. and like more sort of like rockest. Mm-hmm. Whereas like they were like trying to do like Franz Ferdinand shit, but not anywhere near as good as Franz Ferdinand was doing Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Shit. And they were trying to be more mainstream than Franz Ferdinand, I would argue too. And it's, I would too. And so it, a lot of it is just a little bit bland. The it's, but they're also fuss. Mormons from Las Vegas. So hot fuss has like really big singles. Those three singles are so huge, Mm -hmm. but, and now that you say smile, like my penis, I remember smile. Like you mean it, Mm -hmm. but I, I was just like looking at the track list and I'm like, I know I know these songs, but I can't. No, I did the same thing. I had to literally like go and listen to some of them to be like, what was this song again? So I'm just saying here, if you, if, if you're looking for something new, Check out Pressure Machine. Check out Imploding the Mirage. These are really good albums. Really, okay. and I was a skeptic because okay. I like rock people were like, I can't believe these Killers albums are good, and I was like, me neither. And then they were good. They're mm-hmm. not my favorite albums of all time, but they're like my favorite Killers albums, certainly. But they're not they're not like the best albums ever made. But they're pretty good to put on in the car. Pretty good to put on while you're. I don't know. Okay. Mowing the lawn. What do people do? Mow the lawn. What do regular people do, Rach? I mean, I think they mow the lawn. I think they go out to brunch. I think that they. I wouldn't put it on when you're going to brunch. Put on Olivia Rodrigo, baby. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you have like Fucking Bluetooth Italian. headphones, you can listen while you're mowing the lawn. That's what I'm saying. Listen to it yeah. while you're mowing the lawn. Listen to it while you're like, it's like, it's like good hanging out around the house music, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm hmm. Smile like your penis. God bless. <laughs> Good times, right? Yeah, those are great times. Those are great times. Shelly Scarrow. Shelly fucking Scarrow. She's back in the writer's seat. Yeah. Shall I blurb it? Hit me with your best blurb. Fire away. <laughs> In Mr. Brightside, Drew gets deeper into MMA while Katie shows up as a savior. Allie introduces Dave to her parents and everything works out for Holly J. Maybe there is a bright side for our Degrassi characters sometimes. Oh, that's why it's called Mr. Brightside. Yeah, it think, it, things were kind of working out for people. I don't know if things are really working out for Drew, but. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Taekwondo, baby. Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. The, martial arts. I, it could be the way. It could be it the could way be. for him. I just don't look, I don't know the science behind it. I don't know the the how it works. But 
he got beat up really bad and yeah. he's been going with a lot of anxiety dealing with that and dealing with all of the things. Mm-hmm. But now he's just like a fucking rageaholic, this guy. Yeah. Is that how it works? I'm not saying it doesn't. But well, I think that it makes him feel safe because he got beat up. So he wants yeah. to feel like he can he right. can feel strong enough yeah. that no one will do that to him again. But don't you think also like the rage was not only in these fights, but also in like his interactions with yeah. Katie when he would yeah. get mad. Like that's the kind <clears throat> of stuff where I'm like, oh, maybe it's been there for the mm-hmm. whole time. Was he sudden rage? Who was sudden rage? It was him. And they weren't calling it PTSD. They were calling but yeah, it that's since rage. that's since this happened though. Like so, I don't know. Yeah. So I guess it is. I guess it's the PTSD in him, and it's and like you said, it's making him. He says it too. It's making him feel safe. Yeah, exactly. Like it's making I, him feel protected because he doesn't. I mean, these guys could come and get him at any time. They could. And they, they have could. put that fear into him. Um, so yeah. this is something that makes him feel safe is to get stronger and feel like he, but also, yeah, the sudden rage feels like a whole other part of it. Yeah. The fight club of it all is very like, I don't know. It's a little goofy. I, I feel like Katie, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing that Katie has been presented as prior to this has given us any inkling that it was going to go here. No, because here's what I know about Katie. The only thing I've taken from my interactions she writes with Katie, for the newspaper and she doesn't like drama. <laughs> That's Important it. Notes. Those are the two things I Important know about notes. her. And let me tell you something. She's chasing the drama, baby. And to write the Ross and to feel the pain selling the drama, but <laughs> um, I'm saying chase Speaking of live, uh, my, my, (laughs) so my dad has a live old school. My dad has a live t-shirt from like 30 years ago from going to some concert where they were playing. Um, and there was a guy coming around our neighborhood today selling, uh, solar solar panels and, you know, and, and, you know, he knocks on the door and my parents are like, oh, we actually already have solar panels. And he's like, oh, my God, live. I love. Live. <laughs> 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 and then a five minute conversation about live. No. <laughs> live is from York, Pennsylvania, like less than an hour away from me. To love God. <laughs> to fear the flame and to burn. Crowd you didn't think I was going to have a story about live today. No, I did not. I did not. I didn't think we would talk about live today at all, but here we are. Here we Solar are. Drama. It's many Chasing seasons later. Drama. We still talk about live. <laughs> Ed Kowalczyk. Live. Oh, it's a, you know what? I always think it's a, it's a good mark of a good episode. Whenever live comes up. <laughs> it's better than when Julie. Bush comes up. <laughs> well, I think they're both pretty good to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I wailed, I walked. Anyway, so yeah, she's chasing this drama. So the things that we have been told about her, I mean, she does still work at the newspaper. Yeah. So that's that's valid. But this whole I don't want to deal with the drama thing. She shows up at the mixed martial arts cage fight. Oh my God, she's there for the drama. Anyway, this is the A story, right? We're, we're right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right into Drew and Owen and Julian is the other character that they finally named. I feel like they had not g- given him a name previously. Um, they are still doing their MMA. And apparently 
they turn the girls away from the weight room so that they could do their MMA. And Coach Armstrong is like, you got to let the girls in here. Yeah. Yeah. They were locking the door so they couldn't get in. Fair. And then, um, and then, so then they started to get worried about how they were going to get found out. And Drew was like, you guys are a bunch of pussies. We got to keep doing it. Why are you being afraid? Mm-hmm. Drew's really into this. He's beating everybody up too, by the way. He's beating up Owen. He's beating up Julian. Mm-hmm. He's beating up, that's it. Those are the only people. But later on, he's going to be beating <laughs> up poor old Mo. And then they're in class and he's just like drawing guns all over his, his paper. <laughs> Dude. It was weird. I was like, is he going to be like, I was like I this went down a whole other thread that I was not expecting it to. But then they didn't really resolve that part of it. I was like, wait, so if you're into MMA because you have PTSD, you like guns? Like, is this a school shooting situation? Where are we going with this? But That's where I was like. Yeah. But I mean, Drew's not going to shoot school, I don't think. You never know. I think he's going to be uh, quieted down with the beautiful martial art of... Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, versus MMA, which has, is in a chain link fence arena. So the That's B the story part about MMA, I can't get into the chain link fence arena. <laughs> the chain link fence arena That's just makes it to seem it. too scrappy. <laughs> yeah. The um uh the B story to the A story mm-hmm. is that Kate, what Katie, mm-hmm. Katie. Katie's sniffing around this because she wants to write a story about violence in schools. <laughs> That's her big newspaper. Like this is going to break her out. Get her. The Drew's, Pulitzer. Fallen. Drew's fallen for her. Cause so he's like, yeah, I'll talk to you about it. Just don't say, don't say anything. She's like, no, it's totally anonymous. And then of course it's anonymous in the fact that like she doesn't say the names of the people, but she still says kids are using the gym to beat each other up. So they lock it. Snake locks the thing mm-hmm. with a lock, mm-hmm. which is how you do it. Yeah, like one of those code, code locks. Traditionally, when and you're locking something, you lock it with a lock. Supervising. And then Drew threatens to like beat up Snake. Kinda. Yeah, yeah he right? does. He does. Um, all the while, the other two, Owen and. Julian? Julian. Are um heckling him because they're like, oh, pretty boy. They keep calling they've they've taken to calling him pretty boy. Probably because he's been beating their asses, to be fair. Yeah. He's not because that they, pretty. Like he's really not. He's fine. He's really not. But he's I wouldn't call him pretty. I mean he's fine, but yeah, he's not pretty. So they've been like kind of messing with him a little bit and then they get pretty pissed at him because they're like, look, dude, you said you had this under control that you were talking to this girl. He was even like, I'm going to get her to be our lookout. He told Mm -hmm. them. He was like, I'm going to get it. She's into it. She likes it. She likes you, I think. Yeah. She likes Taekwondo. So she likes to spread the Taekwondo of it all. Yes. So we'll see what happens. Um, so they lock the gym. He can't get into the gym. I don't know. This is pretty boring to be fair. Yeah. I mean, it's like a lot happens, but it's not, it's not that interesting. So yeah, he, he keeps being up at night and like, you know, doing sit-ups in the basement, talking to Adam who Adam's like, well, I will play a video game with you, but that's all. I only do virtual violence. They had some nice moments (laughs) together. The two of them. I do like their relationship. Mm -hmm. Because he seemed to be genuinely like excited for 
the for Drew finding an outlet. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, what you're a- up all night. You know, you can't get through a day without flipping out. Yeah. That's true. And um, so he starts to try to want to recruit the wrestlers because he's he's sitting in on like a wrestling thing with mm-hmm, Coach Anderson mm-hmm. Armstrong. And he sees Mo, who's like the best wrestler, which I love. What yes. Are what are you talking about, Mo? Why are you trying to be Sav's wingman? You're the best wrestler. Yeah. Mo has not been here until last episode. And suddenly Mo is all here, all over the place. So then Mo and Drew have a conversation about who's the best mixed martial arts fighter. Do you remember who the who the fighters were that they were talking about, Rach? GSP and, yeah, that's one. and someone else. I don't remember who the other one was. Yeah. Was it Tito Ortiz? I, that doesn't sound familiar, but maybe it was. I, I don't know. I was just like, you I don't know, know who either of these people are. They're fighters. They're mixed martial artists. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of like punching and kicking they do they do so much punching so mo and him have a little fight they do he's like come with me we'll fight and see who's the better like as if they're gonna be like we'll fight and then we'll see based on our fight who's the who's the better fighter (laughs) doesn't even make any sense they care to settle it in a real fight and mo's like yeah i would care to settle it it's like what So he beats Mo in a fight. And the yeah. thing is, Mo is like undefeated wrestling. Yeah. And this is before the gym gets closed off to everyone. Right. Right. And so they have the fight. And then this gets into Drew's head of like, oh, we're going to expand this fight club now because Mo's into it. He's mm-hmm. going to tell some of the other wrestlers and we're all going to be doing mixed martial arts fighting in the gym. But he's not because the article came out mm-hmm. and the article was like violence in the schools closing the gym. You're going to have to get Mr. Fucking Don Perignon in there if you want. Yeah, who's going to let you do this MMA fighting? That's my question. It's not Miss Anderson o. Armstrong. Miss fucking Miss O probably. <laughs> She's probably She'll like, be like fine. all horny for it. <laughs> <laughs> Miss O isn't horny for it. She's not horny for music. She likes if they're if they're playing music. If they was like if they were clandestine playing like fucking broken social scene songs in there, she'd be like, oh my god, I'll chaperone. <laughs> Ooh la la, are you playing slot machine sounds? <laughs> yeah, jazzy is that, poppy is slot that, machine sound. Is that a slot machine sound I hear? God. Call me Winnie. That was the fucking best. <laughs> Call me Winnie. I can't believe I'm hearing slot machines. This is a beautiful music. She doesn't care about fighting, although she'd probably like that too. Oh my god, I miss it. I miss the slot machine that- music. I hope that I hope that we get to see the play and it's used. Oh, like it's definitely gonna be used. Layered with salves. Like moody, moody music. Do you think Miss Owens is ever gonna fuck? I mean, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. That right? feels it's like too gross. much, but I also am kind of like, oh, we'll see. Remember that show we watched, The Teacher? What was that? Yeah, show, a teacher. A teacher. Yeah. That was, good. that was pretty. They fucked on that a lot. They did, but that was like TVMA. Oh yeah, that was a sad show. Yeah. That showed the dark side of this. This is just for kids. 
and adults yeah, who want to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then Drew's like going to real fucking MMA fights. I don't know. He's talking to Katie. He's yelling at Katie. He's like, you exposed He's, me. Oh, well, so she asks him. So they kind of start to have a conversation and she he tries to open up to her and she suggests that he join the newspaper because they need a sports reporter. And so she just yeah. needs like a sports opinion piece. Um, so he just has to come to the next newspaper meeting. The assignment meeting is what they call it. I was never, I never wrote for the school newspaper. Um, really? That's surprising. I know. Me. I feel like I should have been someone who did it. I think that it just felt, um, bad in high school. Like it wasn't very good. And then the one in college, I think that my, I really wanted to be on the radio show more than I wanted to be on the newspaper, oh, but I never ended up doing either. Oh my God. Rachel, I know. God. Terrible. So not like me, but anyway, uh, he starts falling asleep during the newspaper assignment meeting because he has been up all night punching a punching bag. Um, and then he starts to have a dream about his attack and he freaks out and he leaves. Yeah. And he, he also, does. so meanwhile, Owen and Julian were going to go to this like MMA fight somewhere that it was totally cool and it wasn't gonna be a problem and they go there because drew's at the meeting he's like well i'm not gonna be able to go so they go there and they get freaked out and they're like we're gonna leave and as soon as they go to leave drew shows up and he's like i gotta fight now i'm gonna fight somebody and he gets his ass kicked Mm -hmm. because he's not ready he hasn't trained for real no these kids are just beating each other up in a stupid gymnasium high school gymnasium yeah, and he doesn't know how to actually do this when you have the real chain link fence around where you're fighting. This you can get thrown much. into that. That could be like you could. in your face. It could be in your face. Yeah, that's yeah. part of it. So it's part of the, the lore. Drew has to get in there, so he jumps in, um, and then he ends up passing out in a triangle hold. This guy has his legs around his neck. Yeah. Now... After this, is this after this when he's writing the fucking article finally? And she's like, where you been? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, he, he's he's trying to get his article done. Earlier in the episode when when he's like, I want to write for the paper. She's like, dude, I'm in your English class. You're a dumbass. <laughs> Everyone is just like, Drew, you're a dumb dumb. Sorry. But she <laughs> likes him. You yeah, she does. Tell. She does. But she's like, well, I'd like you despite how bad you are at English. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty stupid. You're a pretty stupid person. But, you know, mm. you're hot. So he's he's basically like, what happens here? This is where I was sort of like in the outs. Okay. He's writing the article and she's like, you're ducking me because you don't have the article. And he's yeah, like, yeah, and she's like, you know, saying something about him blowing deadlines. Um, yeah. But then they start to have try to have a it's it. They start to have a serious conversation and she asks him, what is Drew Torres afraid of? And he says that being scared is weak. And he's like, he starts to tell herself and then they kiss and then he freaks out. Right. And he runs away. Yeah. Cause he's like, I can't put you through this. I'm a mess. Yeah. And so then he goes back to fight again. Yeah, and then- he does. Katie the Savior shows up. I didn't. I didn't totally like that part of it. Um, but to be fair, he comes back to fight with love in his heart, and mm-hmm. he beats the shit out of that same guy. Yeah, yeah. And so then she shows up with, um, I think Julian, Julian and Owen both show yeah, up with she's her. With both of them. Um, 
He's beating this guy up so bad he won't stop. Yeah, and they have to like pull him off of him. And then that's when Katie introduces him to Taekwondo. Right after that, she's like, "I'm here, I'm here." She like touches his face and Mm -hmm. it's like, "Oh, she loves him and he loves her." Now Mm -hmm. they're they're gonna get married, I think. You know who I haven't seen in a long time? Bianca. Bianca. Where the fuck is Bianca in all this? She at the school still. Yeah, but like Drew broke up with her because it was all too much. But I'm like, we haven't seen her for a while. No storylines for Bianca. So then she's like, Katie's like, you need some different training. And then mm-hmm. we're like, ooh, does that mean like dirty stuff? And then it doesn't mean dirty stuff. It means Taekwondo. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't mean dirty stuff. I didn't want it to mean dirty stuff necessarily. Sure? I just was wondering if I, th- I was like, oh, does this mean like good training and like dirty stuff but i was pretty sure it didn't because katie is doesn't seem to be like too into that kind of stuff <laughs> and so they met in the middle of the gym and it was a one lone light on them as they were she was doing some like taekwondo moves mm-hmm. by herself and then he came in and then he went to kiss her but she flipped him over <laughs> She's like, and he was like how did rodeo. you do that yeah and she said this isn't my first rodeo who says that? That's like one of the worst lines of dialogue. This isn't my first rodeo. They're fucking 16. Yeah, it's pretty bad. What does that even mean? Well, I hate when people say, what does that even mean? But honestly, like, so <laughs> if it's your first rodeo, what, you're bad at it? I guess if it's your first anything, you're bad at it. Yeah, I can't imagine many people are good at rodeos the first time they try it. I can't imagine anybody's good at anything the first time they try it is my point. So why would you be like, this is in my first Taekwondo match? That would make more sense in the moment. Yeah. Why has rodeo, of all things, become the nomenclature for this isn't my fr- I've been around the block a bunch of times. I've played a lot of this game. Mm-hmm. Why rodeo is what well, even is a rodeo, Rachel? That's when you got to... Get on the bucking horse. And is see that if you what a rodeo is? It. I don't know. I I don't understand road cowboy stuff. It's just so interesting that that is what's stuck. This mm-hmm. isn't my first rodeo. People say that. Yeah. But you never really think about why is that the one? Why not? This isn't my first movie set. <laughs> this isn't my first hockey game. Mm-hmm. Why rodeo? Anyway, you know what rodeo starts with? R. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Good it's job. It's a Rachel story. Rachel story. <laughs> this isn't my first brodeo. What does brodeo start with? B. What is the beast? It's funny in these episodes, it's hard to decide. Like, um, what's... Allie and Dave, I think. Okay. All right. You think? I love it. Yeah. I love Allie and Dave. Where are you on Allie and Dave? Um, I like Allie and Dave. Yeah. They're it's working very, for me. They're very cute. They have a lot of chemistry. He asked her what she was doing after supper. Yeah. Supper. supper is funny. It's so funny to say supper. I don't know why. It's just like a funny word to me. Supper. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's such a funny word. I don't know. I've never said supper in my life. Never. I say dinner. No, I, I say never. dinner. 
Din Din. I would say Din Din before I would say Supper. Supper. Oh, are you having any supper? It's very like, hmm, are you having any supper? You know? Oh, what's for supper, mother? I need mother? my supper. Like, people who call it supper call their parents mother and father. Mm-hmm. Mother, what are we having for supper? Supper. So yeah. anyway, Dave, Dave, Allie, rather, has is on a great run with her parents. Mm-hmm. Her dad is like very light and fun and like, sure, you can go out after dinner and everything's great. And I love mm-hmm. cricket mm-hmm. and it's, it seems to be going very well. She has been doing good in school. She's not lying, mm-hmm. but she is lying mm-hmm. a little bit because she's lying about by omission mm-hmm. because she has a boyfriend a friend mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. and his name is Dave, not David. Mm-hmm. His name is Dave, and she hasn't told him about it. Mm-hmm. But because she's been turning over this new leaf and she's been doing such a great job, she's like, how can I work within this system? Mm-hmm. How can I still have this boyfriend, Dave, and still have the trust of my parents? What am I going to do? Yeah. So the great Claire Grimes Beach comes up with the idea. Well, why don't you have Dave over to your house for supper? She doesn't call it that. Mm-hmm. And say, this is your friend. And then let Dave charm them. I love this idea. Charming. I love that. Claire great suggested idea. It. It's a great, great idea. idea. Because Dave, as we, as we established two minutes before this, he's great with adults, mm-hmm. which was a thing we didn't know. But evidently he said it, so it must be true. Yeah, and then they like proved it with a teacher. Like I'm great with adults. Well, no, that's when that's yeah. when he said it. So it's like a little bit before this scheme comes up, mm-hmm. the teacher's like, "Hey, man, did you watch Tron?" He's like, "Yeah, dude, I can't wait to talk about it." He's like, "I just have a way with adults, Hallie, which is going to come into play in two minutes." Mm-hmm. So he said, Claire says, "Have him come over as your friend. He'll charm them, and then you can drop the act and just." tell them and figure it out yeah and dave's game dave loves Allie. yeah and he's like sure i'll do it but she kind of it's funny it's not like quite like that she like oversells like what he has to do but she sort of like almost she almost like undersells the 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 gravity of it Mm -hmm. like he just thinks he his whole vibe is Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk in there and they're going to love me because I'm, for some reason, parents like him. I don't know why. Yeah. But she's got him thinking, you can't say you're my boyfriend. You have to pretend you like cricket. Mm -hmm. You have to, even when he walks in and he's in that tie, I'm like, overkill. If I'm the dad, I'm like, why is this fucking dude in a tie? Yeah. No one dresses like this. But he does not pick up on it. Mm -hmm. His first impression of... Dave mm-hmm. is great. Dave mm-hmm. wears a tie. He drinks green tea. He likes cricket. He knows all about it, which he doesn't. He just like sits there and nods. And the, and Mr. Bandari's like, my God, I remember when I went to my first cricket match. You should come over and watch cricket with us. Let's get him more tea. Cricket matches are so long. They can take days. <laughs> Is that true? I've never, yeah. I've never, They're I don't know. Very long. About. One of my old uh, friends used to uh, listen to cricket matches on the radio and 
they would be on overnight sometimes because they would be in like Australia or India. And so for England, you know, it just happened the moment he would like, he's such an old man. I loved him. They would go on for a really long time with like the yeah. same players. They would, they would, I think they would time. take a break, you know, but then they would come back the next day and I keep see. playing the same game. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, tw- like 72 hours of cricket like dance marathon. No, no, no. So he's like, I love this guy. I'm going to get you some more tea. And they get up to get him more tea. And Dave's like, Ellie, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm just, we're lying. We are yeah. lying. I'm being someone who I'm not. Mm-hmm. And they're, and Allie is thinking, holy shit, this is the best thing that ever happened. Look at this. Mm-hmm. My parents love this guy. Mm-hmm. He's talking about cricket. He's wearing a tie. Mm-hmm. Aces. Dave's not feeling the same way. And Dave's like, you know, I wish I could just show them the real me. And she's like, well, the real you wouldn't have lasted two minutes or something, which was not nice to say. No. But she wasn't meaning it no, that way. She was just worried because, you know, he hadn't actually met her parents and they really don't want her dating. So she just didn't want to set any alarm bells. She had to make him seem like the perfect person, you know, for Claire's plan, the boyfriend reveal to work. Yeah. So Dave walks out. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't have any more tea. I have to go. My dad needs some help with the yard. Mm-hmm. An interesting thing to me was the tea of it all. Because he yeah. was like, I don't drink tea. And I was a little bit like, just drink the fucking tea, dude. Yeah, what is it's not it, that disgusting? Bad. It's not disgusting. It's just fucking hot water. Yeah. And it just sometimes tastes a little bit like something. Yeah. It's probably good. Mm-hmm. At one point, he like... I can't remember what it was, but he took a sip of the tea and it was so hot and he spit it out. Mm-hmm. And to Allie's reaction to this was very funny. She was just like, it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. really like, I really was like, oh man, she's great. She's it's, very, funny. yeah, it was very fun. Um, I loved when, so then she brings the real Dave over and he's more himself and she's trying to tell them in front of him. And she's like, you know, he's a boy and he's my friend. And her mom's no, like. No, this is before he shows up. She, ch- she. This is before he shows up. Yeah. He, she goes mm. to her parents. Claire is like, you know what? You got to. Or Dave yeah. is like, you got to pull the bandaid off and yeah. tell them. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Yeah. So she's saying that. And her mom's like, so he's your friend boy. Friend boy was very funny. She's like, Mom. And the dad was very like, I'm not, I don't approve of this. I don't want you. I'm just like this fucking stupid shit. This is like so dumb. I don't want you to date people. What do you want him to do? What do you want your teenagers to do? Just fucking, it's just dumb. They're going to date people and maybe they're not. And that's fine too. But you can't be so uptight about this stuff. No, no. And I think that this, like they handled it well. And so Dave, I do too. He um, did say, he did say, I basically like, I guess it, he does say, I think his line was like, I guess it was bound to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so he comes over and, um, he's like, you know, I don't like tea. I, <laughs> but then they, he throws out the idea of playing a game and then Allie's like maybe in an intellectual game like Scrabble. Um, and then somehow it comes up about cards and the dad is a fucking poker fiend and he is like yeah. so into this. It was very, it was very cute. And so they play poker together. Allie wins the hand. Mm -hmm. 
And it's clear that like, you know, they're adapting. The parents yeah. are adapting. And they like they like Dave and they're like they're like, okay, this is all right. And it's funny because, you know, they had said that thing before where they're like, you know, we don't really want you or Sav to date. And it's like Sav's been dating people left, right, and fucking center. Sav is about to fuck a at teacher. At least f- <laughs> Let's just call a spade a spade. He's about to fuck a teacher. <laughs> Sav has dated Anya. He also, uh, like, Anya J. said that she was pregnant to Sav. Like, you know, come on. It could be worse. <laughs> you saying it is, is better. You know it would be even better if their parents were married. Oh if Sav's... God, fucking steps up. If Sav's parents... <laughs> Sav's mom was married to Miss O's dad. It would be even odder. I'm watching. Not only got up, they would be a teacher, up, but also. <laughs> I got up to a Veep episode where Jonah is married to a woman who used to be a stepsister. <laughs> and I was just like, step siblings, step siblings are coming to haunt me. <laughs> at every turn. And they're like, hello. Um, so as, as he's about to walk out, there's cards <laughs> on the floor. Uh-huh. And Dave almost steps on the queen of hearts. Uh-huh. And, and the dad's like, hope. And he goes, oh, no. And then I was like, is it a thing that you're not supposed to step on cards? Is it like bad luck or something? I've never heard that, yeah. No. But he goes, oh, I don't want to step on a heart. And the dad said, I don't remember, but yeah, something, something along like the lines of stepping like. stepping on his daughter's heart. Yeah, that better, that better go for my daughter or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was very cute. Dave's hat was very high on his head. Yeah, I didn't, the hat was, it was a little weird for me. It was but, a cool yeah, hat. It was you know. a cool hat thing that he had on. Yeah. I'm really all in on Dave and Allie. I think they're very cute. I think they have good to great chemistry together, Mm -hmm. the two actors. Mm -hmm. I like them a lot as a couple. I think they're perfectly matched. Yeah, they seem good to me. And they it feels like a good pairing to me, unlike, you know, Johnny DeMarco or something. Johnny DeMarco! Um, So then. Yeah. The big reveal, the big twist, the Shyamalan like twist at the mm-hmm. end of this. Shasha? Episode. Yeah, Shasha. The Shashamalan. <laughs> M. Night Shasha Shyamalan. M. Night Shashamalan. Brush my teeth. Brushing his teeth with that, that big hat, that silly hat that hangs over his ears. Um, a lot of Ben Quill. I think the only podcast on record talking about Ben Quill. In if they talk about it on Double Threat in like another week, I'm just, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I can't wait because they're going to. <laughs> That's just how it happens. Um, they might be a little. They were talking about step siblings old. on one recently. <laughs> were they? Yeah. Step siblings porn? <laughs> Not porn, but just no. step siblings. <laughs> well, the big Shyamalan twist is. Mm-hmm. This is so great. I don't have to lie to my parents. My parents like my boyfriend. It's going to be this this summer. This is the first mention of the summer. Mm-hmm. The summer of Dave and Allie. The summer of Dave and Allie. But then Allie gets to school, and the nerdy-ass teacher, who looks like the guy from The New Adventures of Old Christine... <laughs> Calls her up. That's a fucking reference that no one will get. He's That's also a hyper on, specific show. I know one person who really enjoyed that show. <laughs> well, his name is Hamish Linklater. He was also on mm-hmm. Midnight Mass on mm-hmm. Netflix mm-hmm. last season. And it was he was so good on that show. Yeah. So I like him. I like him as an actor. But I thought more people would know him from the new adventures of old Christine than they would Midnight Mass. So mm-hmm. I said New Adventures of Old Christine. Um he calls Allie up to the desk and he goes, Hey Allie, do you remember that science? 
fucking club or whatever camp you applied for last year? The Spalding Science Program, I think it was. Program. The program. 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 That's what old people call it. Program. Program. Gotta watch my my programs. programs. Yeah, you gotta watch my programs. Um, You got in. Summer abroad, baby. Abroad being like probably like Nova Scotia, but... Go do the science. He said it was thing. the capital, so I'm assuming it's in Ottawa. Ottawa, mm-hmm. Ottawa. So she was very bummed, and then Claire. I don't think means to be mean here, but she's like so much for the summer of Allie and Dave. Yeah, she's like I'll be gone all summer. What a twist! Terrible, terrible. She ain't going to this thing. She's staying with Dave. She should go to this thing though. It could be good for school. But he, she wants to hang out with her boyfriend and kiss mm-hmm. him on the lips. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe she will go. We'll mm-hmm. see. But in the meantime, before we find out about that, Rach, mm-hmm. could you get the C story? I was trying to come up with something about kidneys starting with C, even though they don't, but it just starts with a K. If, yeah, it's just it's not going to happen. Kidney starts with a K, Rach. Just, yeah, just, yeah. Just FYI. I, I am aware. I'm aware. I do know how to spell kidney. Um, I, it, this episode was a lot of Holly J standing in front of a mirror with Fiona pinning f- her own dresses. <laughs> like I, they were going to alter all of these dresses for fucking prom. It's like they all fit fine. Like no alterations long, needed. <laughs> yeah, they all fit. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. They all fit fine. <laughs> I didn't even like think about it. But yeah. Hearing you say that is so funny because, yeah, what are you doing? Also, it's not like Fiona can, like, alter the... I mean, she is into fashion, but I don't think that she has... I don't know that she could alter these, but... Maybe I'm underselling Fiona. I fucking love... I I have such a deep, abiding love in my heart for this character. Um, Fiona Apple... Fiona Apple. That was a... I didn't even mean that. Fiona Apple coin. Fiona coin Mm -hmm. is like, look, she's very rich and she's very spoiled and she's very like, whatever in that sense, she's very privileged, Mm -hmm. but at her heart, like this is the best. Like, I don't think there's a purer of heart character than this character. And now granted she is like this only. Well, we really only see her with Holly J. They don't yeah. really give her much outside of Holly J. No, but she she's such a fucking amazing friend. And now, of course, she has the means to be this amazing friend. But I, the the joke for me has always been about me has always been how much I liked. um Darcy Grimes Beach, mm-hmm. who was like, I always liked her too much because I liked her, especially like in um, when you pair it with how much other people felt about yeah. her. I liked <laughs> you her like you much. liked her too much compared to everyone else. <laughs> and I got to say, I think Fiona's knocking her off the pedestal of like we're, if we're doing like a top five characters Ooh. type thing. Get her right on out of here because I love I just Fiona is funny. She's smart. She's so 
good to her friends. I don't know. I love Fiona. Mm -hmm. Basically, Fiona buys her the fucking kidney, which we knew what we knew that was going to happen because this is the character who we have come to love so much. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But there's a lot more before that, so we can get into it. Let's (laughs) let's fuck it up. She buys her the damn kidney, though. Yeah. So yeah, they're trying on dresses and. Holly J is just like, I'm not excited about prom because I'm just thinking about this kidney thing. My birth mother had asked me for, you know, all this money to do the kidney. And Fiona's like, well, you know, I'll just pay for it. And, you know, she's like, it's fine. We can we can work this out. And so, like, call Sherm or Sherm calls her their um, financial advisor. He's like, you can't buy a kidney. It's illegal. (laughs) <laughs> it's illegal to buy organs. I didn't know. Who knew? Um, well, it's like when you hear about them selling them on the black market, think about that. That's what it is. Right, um, exactly. Yes. So she's like, what am I going to do? Um, so she talks with Dawn, uh, meets up with her, and the kids are just like all over the fucking place. And They're it's just, just fucking... having a hard time at the dot. And she's like asking Holly J if she wants These anything. Kids... And she's like, no, you know, I can't have liquids. Dialysis. <laughs> These menaces are just fucking pouring salt and pepper all oh, over everything. God. Yeah, well, it's like you know, a perfect prime example for why not to have children. These kids just making a mess. So what a hullabaloo. So for for all of the the sort of like vitriol, we may have been throwing Dawn's way. Yeah, it kind of makes you think twice um, yeah. because she 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 speaks her piece, which is like she's a single mother. She has to take care of these kids. She found out more details. It's going to take like three months to recover. How is she going to earn money? How is she going to take care of her kids during that time period? Like, she's not wrong to ask for support. Like She's not wrong. And because how else is she supposed to get by? Like, if it's a different story, if you can afford to take that time off, if you have extra help around the house. But she's a single parent. And I kind of was like, oh, yeah, I kind of get it. Like... She's she's One, literally just asking for something to get her by for that time. Basically, period. she was like, I need to have a salary like yeah. because I'm going to lose three months of work. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to pay me money to yeah. like not be there because of this. So it made sense. Holly J at this point, though, is like at the end of a rope and she really lashes out at mm-hmm. her. And she's like, you have an opportunity to save my life and you're not doing it. And she's very like she says she yeah. shouldn't have had children. She shouldn't have had children. And then she relays this information to Fiona. She tells mm-hmm. Fiona like everything that she said. And Fiona just goes, Oof, yeesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fiona does say you do have a right to be mad at her. Yeah. But Holly J, also a great character, to yeah. be fair. And she's As starting to think she's like, who's the actual selfish one here? Like, I found my mother to get a kidney and like didn't actually haven't really gotten to know her or any of this stuff. And so I was just like, yeah. look at these adults here. Like, Fiona, you know, I mean, Holly J is such adulting. A, <laughs> she's such an incredibly, honestly, like a very mature character. Mm-hmm. And to the show's credit, that's her yeah. all through. They don't, that doesn't like get messed around with. She's a, maybe like at the very beginning, she's a little too mean and mm-hmm. then they soften her a bit. But once they soften her, she becomes like, this is who she is. She's mm-hmm. just a little wise beyond her years. And I really thought I was like, that is incredible that mm-hmm. she's having this conversation where she's like, actually it's me who's selfish. Mm-hmm. What you just said, I didn't get to know her. I asked her for a kidney and that was it. And I was like, Jesus man, good for her. Yeah. I love these characters. 
These two characters work in such great concert together. They're they do. Such, they do. They really are. I think I've picked them as like best couple two times in a row yeah. <laughs> for that very reason. They're yeah. just a great duo. Well, so then, you know, Holly J meets up with Dawn and she apologizes for, you know, what she had said before. And she's like, can we start over and talk about this? And, you know, I think they kind of both like come to terms with like the situation and the fact that, you know, she really can't take this time unpaid off and take care of her family. So like, what are they going to do? And, you know, Holly yeah. J's like, well, I guess I'll like try to get, you know, on the transplant list, like hope to get a kidney that way. Um, and so I guess that during that meetup at the old, uh, dot Marie Jones there, um, Don Marie Jones is like in a new commercial where she's front and centered, like wow. driving a car. And she's like, I saw it last night during the wow. stupid football game I was watching. I'm sorry. I was like, good for Dot Marie Jones getting that yeah. fucking commercial money. Yeah. So uh, she shows, she's talking about how prom was like one of the best nights of her life. And she shows Holly J her prom dress. And I guess that Holly J shares info on the prom dress with Fiona. Who then um, is You're like right there. comes What's up going with on? the scheme? Right? Yeah, sorry, I just had something in my pants. What's on your pants? I don't know. And there was like lantern a fly. Uh, a lantern fly. Fuck! One hit me in the fucking face at the baseball game Dude. last night. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think in like five years, the at the five year mark. This is like the second year. Mm -hmm. I think we're done. Oh yeah, I, it's just and no one's no one's stomping them enough, and the government's not doing a fucking thing about them. I think they're. I think they're aliens. This is, let's. This is Joe Rogan's podcast now. What do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think I need to get some ivermectin? Maybe if I shoot him oh with God. ivermectin and drink a whole bunch of Drano and poop on them, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dude. But they are. I'm like these things. These things might be like the locusts at some yeah. point and yeah. they just take us all out i i was eating my fucking dinner at the baseball game and something hit the Your side supper? of my face my supper my din din um and something hit the side of my face and i was like what the fuck did someone just throw something and i was so mad and then i looked down and there was a <laughs> the spotted lantern fly had landed in my mom's food <laughs> next <Awful>. to me <laughs> and then it Your just aliens. flew away again and they fly so weirdly and they're fast too. You can yeah. try to step on them; they go. Yeah, yeah. You got to get them uh, as soon as you can. Anyway, anyway, um, make it so we don't have any wine. I know. Can't do that. What do we drink then? Water, beer. I don't know. They'll beer, get to hops next. I'm sure. Fucking. They'll change whiskey. their taste if they have to. <clears throat> anyway, so, so yeah. Fiona comes up with a scheme. She's like. I can buy Dawn's dress. It's vintage. You know, I can pay $20,000 for it. And this is, and Holiday's like, no, you can't do that. And then she eventually comes around to it, meets up with Dawn. Dawn buys her a non-dairy latte. That Great was apparently a very important note for me to take. <laughs> and they sit outside. They sit outside for a change of pace. Um, and she tells her the plan and Dawn's like, okay, we'll do it then. Cut it out of me, baby. Yeah. Give me that hot, 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 hot 20 Yeah, she's going to pay cash. She'll wear it to the prom. Won't be Dawn, any trouble. at one point, was wistfully remembering her early days, and she said graduation, which is not what she called it, but that's Grad what Grad day it or there. something like that? Grad day. Yeah. She's got to remember it like it was yesterday. And I said to myself, 
Let me think. Yeah, nope. Don't remember graduating from high school at all. I remember don't... graduating from high school and we had a really bad speaker. I had bad speakers at both my high school and college graduations. Um, and it was a retired nun who was talking at my high school graduation. And oh, I remember God. she was talking about a toolbox and using all the tools in the toolbox as metaphors for life. And that's all I she remember. Was like, it was terrible. The I almost fell asleep. In the toolbox, you got your screwdriver here, which you can use, and you got your hammer here, which you can use. And then over here in this pocket, you've got your ivermectin. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking Joe Rogan over here. Yeah, so that's the end. Oh, boy. Well, Rach, does it or doesn't it? Does it go there or does it not go there? What do you think? I think it doesn't go there. I think it's close to going there, but I don't think it's close. The MMA stuff is close, but it's like not quite it. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because Drew doesn't get beaten up really badly. (laughs) I think it's because I agree with you. I think it doesn't go there. I think it's because the B and C stories do not go there. They are very no. They don't go there at all. There's no going. They're they're very sweet. Like the stationary. Allie and Dave story is very like sweet and fun, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And the Holly J Fiona story is very Holly J Fiona, and Mm -hmm. I loved it. But it doesn't go there. The A story is very close to, and for an A story on its own to almost get you to go in there is pretty, 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 it's pretty pretty good. good. It's pretty good. But yeah, I don't think it gets there quite enough. So I'm saying no, I don't think it goes there. No. Um, All right. So Pat. Yes, Rachel. What's up? What's happening? She's you had to give anyone a kidney from this episode. This is, you've done this one before. Oh, I don't know. I'm running out of things because it's like the same story. You know, teach if you had to fight taekwondo. someone in MMA. could teach someone Taekwondo. <laughs> who would I want to teach Taekwondo to? Who Ask would you who want to introduce to your parents? There you go. Yeah. See, see pal. Mm-hmm. What a it's great your teacher, job. right? Your teacher is who you want to introduce that to was your a, parents. Yeah, exactly. That was a great job. That was a great job. <laughs> Pulling it out in the fourth quarter. That was really good. Yeah, unlike Aaron Rodgers over there. Um, no, he didn't even make it to the fifth. The, he barely made it to the fourth snap of the game, let alone the fourth <laughs> quarter. Of the game. How many minutes did he make it? He didn't have enough ivermectin. Who am I going to introduce to my parents? This is an interesting one because, you know, I've, I've talked already at great lengths about my love of Fiona and my love of Holly J, but mm-hmm. C story, you know, it's pretty hard for a C story to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should really come up with this before we do the, the episode so I don't have to have it on. Um, am I going to give it to Katie? I think I'm going to give it to Katie. I think I'm going to give this one to Katie because I, and I think she deserves it. She really stuck in there with Drew. Mm-hmm. She likes him, clearly. Yeah. He's a stud. I get it. But she came up. You know what that thing about they tell you if you're going to be negative, mm-hmm. come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Don't just say no, say no, but I have an answer to that. Yeah, let's do this. And that, that's exactly what she did. She saw what was happening, mm-hmm. and that's a lot for a young person. Yeah. And she said, you know what? I have a better plan for you, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes. 
So Katie, she's chasing the drama. Let's not be, let's not beat around the bush here. Mm-hmm. The old, I don't do drama. You're doing, out the window. Yeah. That means that you're so into drama. You don't even know it. This is big time drama, but I'm going to give it to Katie for the first okay, time. Okay. The inaugural time. What about you, Rach? Who are you inviting to? I was torn between Katie and Dave. Dave's a good one. Dave's a good one. Yeah. I kind of think that they both were like kind of guiding the lead of their stories to the right thing to do. You should pick Dave. So we have both. I'll pick Dave. I'll pick Dave. Because this matters in the grand scheme of things. It does. Yeah. Someone was (laughs) keeping track. Yeah. Um, so we have one person to welcome to the room tonight. Oh, I am so happy at 11 to 15 p.m. at the B. It is so good. I thought I was going to go to sleep. I was getting ready to go to sleep. I was putting my head on the pillow, which is not really a pillow. It's a small marshmallow. <laughs> How I'm big just is kidding. Mr. Del Rossi? No, I'm is he only like kidding. A, like you know what? Six inches high. <laughs> I'm like a Jiminy Cricket. I'm like a Jiminy Cricket. That's He's a marshmallow as a pillow. I'm a Jiminy Cricket. I float around. I fly. When everybody goes into sleep, I float around and I sing a song. I sing, when you wish upon the star, that makes no difference who you are. I'm like a Jiminy Cricket. But I'm happy to be here, Rachel. It's nice to see you. Good to see you, I too. Have, oh, are you going to spoon again? I, God, you love a spoon. You love a spoon. A spoon. A spoon. I turn my camera on. I turn my fingers on the night. Something like it. I don't know all the words. I just tried to pretend. You know. I yeah, know you love. You know a spoon. some of the words. <laughs> I know you love a spoon. I'm so happy you're gonna see them. Tell them I said the hello. Yeah, because I'm gonna just hang out with them. And be like, you know what, Mr. Del Rossi loves you guys. <laughs> oh, they will. They they remember me. I've been around. I see them all the time. I love a spoon. Austin, Texas. I love a band from Austin, Texas. Who we have tonight, Rach? We have Leah. Oh, I knew it. Did you? I knew it. Of course I knew it. I always know it. Are you kidding me? I know everything that's going <laughs> to happen. You're all seeing, all knowing. I'm a Jiminy the Cricket. I can. <laughs> I so you're just in everyone's pockets at all times. Yeah. That's how you know what's going on. I say it's performative. I say, oh, who is it? But I know who it is. It's Leah. Of course, it's Leah. Oh, my goodness. Leah, it is a so. I am a so happy finally to say thank you for being here. You are going to have a thank you for being my best a friend going to the roads and then coming back again. Golden Girls. I took a liberties. I took a liberties with, <laughs> with the words a little bit. <laughs> but I like it to make it stretch out a little bit. Because yeah, sometimes that song that's goes, that song, that song has to happen in a 30 seconds. Has to go so fast. I like to say, thank you for being my best friend. <laughs> I take a minute with it. Travel down the back roads, and then we come on home again. I like it to do it a little bit differently because then it, it makes the people people are, are a little. You know who I am like, Rachel? Who? Adam Aduritz. Adam Aduritz never sings a Cat Across a song the same way or twice. True. He sings it a little different. That's what I do. You know that? That's what I do. I guess so. It's like. <laughs> 
you sing it a little different every time, <laughs> but it's like little, pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> I sing it a little different every time, but it's mostly similar. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Leah, it is so good to have you. It's like a finding an oyster with a no pearl. It is so nice to have you. That sounds yeah. not nice. It's, I was thinking about, I couldn't remember the lyric. That's why I took a little pause there for a while. Where I was like thinking, I was thinking about oyster with a no pearl. I couldn't remember it, but then it came back to me finally. I was thinking, along long December, great the song. Mm-hmm. Leah. Welcome to the room. We had a nicer time Welcome. tonight. We have a we have a nice time forever. We're gonna always have a good time. If you want to come to the room, you can come in, and it's gonna be nice. If you want to have uh, uh, breakfast, there's gonna be breakfast. If you want to have a lunch, there's gonna be lunch. Whatever you like, you could have a breakfast for lunch, lunch for breakfast, anything you like. It is just so nice here in the room. <laughs> I'm gonna look. I'm looking at a Rachel's face. And a Rachel. <laughs> Just not having it. <laughs> if only you, Leah, could see Rachel's face, you would understand why I'm laughing so hard. She is saying to me, wrap it up, Buster. <laughs> I'm ready to go to bed. It's, <laughs> it's late. It's a, it's a very late. I want to go to bed. So I'm going to let Rachel go to bed, but I'm going to say Aaliyah. <laughs> it sounds like I'm saying Aaliyah, like the singer. Mm, but you're the, just saying rest, uh, rest in peace. Because that's a how I talk. Mm-hmm. That's a how I talk. I say I say words are like a little different. Mm-hmm. I say, you but say I'm saying Aaliyah. A Adam Duritz. A Adam. You know how much I like a Adam Duritz. He is so <laughs> good. Adam, a Adam Duritz. He's the best singer I ever heard. I the sing Duritz, it like a hymn. The Duritz. <laughs> uh, Adam the Duritz. Now you're keeping me here. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap it up, Mr. Del Rossi. <laughs> Leah, thank you so much. We love having you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It seems like we're having a fun and we're doing a little bit of a joke. It's not a joke. We love it to have you. We really appreciate that you come on and you listen to the show and you support the show because the show needs all the support it can get, let mm-hmm. me tell you. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. We hope you enjoy being in the room. We hope you enjoy all of the things that you get to do in the room. And look, you want to have a green beans, maybe? Mm-hmm. We're going to give them to you. They'll be right there in your room and you will like them so much. <laughs> And if you don't, call Rachel because it's her fault. I don't like green beans very much. She's looking at me like she wants to put a stranglehold on me like I was Drew. (laughs) Like I was Drew (laughs) in the MMA cage in the first fight. Not the second fight. In the first fight when he got the beat up of very, 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 very bad. Mm -hmm. But we love a Katie. MVD. Katie and Dave, we love you so much. And Aaliyah. Not Aaliyah, just Leah. Mm-hmm. We love you so much. Indeed. Join the Patreon, the knuckleheads. Get on there. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Adeep. I'm doing it. I do it as a Mr. Del Rossi now. We do all the episodes. We do the new things. We do the meets, meetups. It's a very fun time. Come to the yes, Patreon. It's a good time. You're crazy you don't come to the Patreon. Come over there. It's a great time. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Spoke, uh, not Spoke's Bears, at Deemp Podcast. Mm-hmm. Lots of things going on there in the Facebook group. People are posting on our Facebook mm-hmm. group. The Dope Monkeys and the Broomheads. You can follow us there. Leave us a review. It's been a long time since we had a good review. Leave us a five-star review. Don't leave us any. You can leave a four. Four or five. No less than that. If you have a one-star review, just send us a mean email. They'll be fine. 
and do all of those things, and it'll be so good. I'm going to get the fuck out of here now, because Pet still has to eat dinner. It's 1121. Oh, my goodness. We're going to say peace out, and then I'm going to bring a pet to back. That was nice. He was nice tonight. He was nice. He was in a good mood. He only made fun of me a little bit about Spoon. He's been a very nice lately. A nice. He's been a very nice lately. Turned over a new leaf. No. New marshmallow pillow, maybe. All right. Like Jiminy Cricket. So good night. That's a that's new canon that he's Jiminy Cricket. He was a full size <laughs> band last week, but now, now, now he's now he is the size <laughs> of Jiminy Cricket. So that's how it goes. But he looks like Mr. Del Rossi doesn't look like a cricket. I put on uh Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Gilmore Girls. I just put it on in the background. Mm-hmm. And I just got still watching. That's how long we've been recording, <laughs> by the way. It just came up, still, still watching, watching, continue or exit. I'm going to continue. Yeah, exactly. You got to eat dinner and watch something. All right, so good night. And grilled cheese, definitely. And grilled cheese, definitely. Uh, before I say our peace out, just to all the broomheads out there, just to remember... Smile like your penis. Oh, great job. Ikniowski. <laughs> <laughs>